Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I got to get Ben Jealous up. Uh, ben, first of all, Ben Jealous, thank you. I so appreciate you getting in with us this morning. Uh, talk to me about your next demonstration, plans for your next demonstration. Hey, Joe. First of all, thank you for the sacrifice that you're making, brother. You know, I, I got to tell you, we've been organizing these demonstrations at the White House. They've been getting bigger and bigger. The next one is on the 10th uh, tomorrow. Excuse okay. me. The next one's on the 17th. On the 17th uh, t- uh, tomorrow, Wednesday at 10 a.m. Gotcha. The 17th at 10 a.m. But in the midst of all this, a uh, mortgage broker in Detroit I, that uh, n- knows me texts me and says, did you see this? And she sends me the article from The Hill about your hunger strike. She said that she said, here at uh, Quicken Loans, it's all anybody's been talking about all day. This is last week when you announced your hunger strike. So just to put it in perspective, and all these protests at the White House and what penetrates the Midwest is Joe Madison saying that he's going to not eat on this issue. So, so you know, it's – um. You've taught me a lesson in this moment about just the power of one person having courage and conviction and a platform deciding to stand up for voting rights. So thank you. And I hope all of your listeners in the DMV will come to the White House 10 a.m. tomorrow uh, on the 17th, protest for voting rights. We have so many people who want to get arrested like you know, I mean, it's it's incredible. We have hundreds of people. Good. Buses coming, including two buses from the city of Detroit, um, and other buses from Ohio and from Georgia. Uh, it's going to be very big. Uh, and uh, you know, thank you, Joe. Thank now, you. No, I, you know, I got to tell you, I, 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 we finish at ten, and uh, <clears throat> I talked to uh, our buddy Mark Thompson last night. Yep. And and. Uh, I've got a couple of things on the plate I got to take care of, but I'm going to get there one way or the other. So let me make for everybody else, the people for the American way, this thing has been like a snowball. This is what's so impressive that starts off with a few, maybe 75 folk, 100, and then it just keeps going and keeps going. So what what and tell people what is the purpose because people are now asking me well what can i do what can i do <laughs> and i'm telling them i'm doing this in solidarity <clears throat> with uh, the people for the american way so what what is the message that you're trying to get across and who do you want to receive this message joe biden president joe biden our friend, President Joe Biden, needs to call on the Senate to remove any obstacle to getting an up or down vote on the voting rights bills that are in front of them right now. We have 51 votes. We just need a, to, to have a vote brought to the floor. So we're calling on the president to call on the Senate to clear the paths, the path for a vote on the vo- voting rights acts. Now, what's what's Martin Luther King III, who was, uh, who is likely to be there again tomorrow, was there two weeks ago, the last time everybody got arrested. So this is exactly what he, what his father and the movement did after the Civil Rights Act was passed in '64, 
when President Johnson told Dr. King he had no more political capital left. There was no way he was going to be able to help him pass a Voting Rights Act, as in the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And Dr. King walked out of that meeting with the president, looked at his lieutenants and said, well, we're just going to have to make him do it. And so this is that moment when the president agrees in principle, but the only way that you get a carve out in the filibuster, the only way that you get an up or down vote when you have a majority but you don't have 60 senators is the president has to call on his party in the Senate to just clear the path, change the rules if needed, uh, which are you know, not written in the Constitution. These are just rules amongst men, um, and, uh, and get that up or down vote because if we get the up or down vote on the John Lewis bill, it passes. If we get the up or down vote on the Freedom to Vote Act, it passes. And just to put it in perspective, Vice President Kamala Harris has done her job. She has gotten 51 senators. She has had dozens and dozens and dozens of meetings. She even helped get Joe Manchin to draft the Freedom to Vote Act so that he would be on board solidly. Kristen Sinema would have nowhere to hide. But she's done all that. We just need President Joe Biden to do his job now and say, just pass mm-hmm. the bill. Now, <clears throat> Ben Jealous, isn't it interesting that all of a sudden we're hearing uh, in, from some circles uh, in the media this criticism of uh, Kamala Harris. And then what you are saying, and I've heard this for the first time, wait a minute, she has been able to, uh, to get these Democrats in line so that this vote can, uh, can happen to protect our, our voting rights. So then... <clears throat> so then who's standing in our way? Is it the 50 uh, Republicans on the other side? Yeah, I mean, of course it's the 50 Republicans. They, uh, they're doing everything they can to stop Joe Biden and Kamala Harris from making any, any progress on anything. They also, when it comes to voting rights, uh, quite frankly, have taken the very racist position that there's nothing wrong with voter suppression. It's actually what we need to do to clean up our elections Quite the contrary. You know, what vote suppressors always do is they say it's about vote security. Uh, our elections are the very safest in the world. Our votes are the most secure in the world. Uh, what needs to be done is to also make it easy and convenient for people to vote. And what these southern governors have been doing is taking away polling places making people stand in line for 8, 10, 12 hours, uh, making them take two buses to get to vote, knowing that they're pulling polling places out of black communities to drive down the black vote, getting rid of voting on the weekends, or at least cutting it down by one weekend so people you know, don't have two weekends to vote, knowing that people are hardworking folks and maybe we're working two, three jobs in our community, and if they get called up, to vote that weekend, well, guess what? They're just not going to vote. And so they've been doing everything they can to make voting hard. Kamala Harris, you know, quite frankly, like, you know, this issue in many ways has been led by black women across this country, whether it's Melanie Campbell, whether it's Kamala Harris, uh, and, and they've done their job. And now we need the president of the United States who promised to have their back, promised mm-hmm. to have all of our backs to stand up and just say, just pass the bill. And so that's why we're out there. I mean, it should not be this hard. Yeah, and by the way, let me let me add the uh, chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus who led a, a delegation uh, to uh, get arrested uh, at the uh, Joyce Beatty uh, at the uh, 
at the uh, at the Senate when the Senate was in session. Um, so give me the give all of us. And I'm telling you, folks, please, you know, everybody's saying, well, what can I do? What can I do this? Can I join you this? Can I do everybody can do something. So if you've got you know, it, look, tomorrow. Get, can you give us the instructions, and then and then then you can tell us where we can uh, find it, and we'll post it on our uh, on our social media. So, what is the agenda and time for tomorrow? Where do you want people, and when and, and when do you want them there? People should gather at Black Lives Matter Plaza, 16th and K, Washington D.C., 10 a.m. tomorrow, Wednesday, the 17th. Uh, we will then walk. You know, March, if you will, uh, the two blocks that it is to go to uh, Lafayette Park, which is right in front of the White House, and then across the park to be right in front of the White House. So if you show up at 930 or 10, please, Black Lives Matter Plaza, if you show up at 10 or 1030 or, you know, it'll be going on for a couple hours or even, you know, um, then please just just go right to the White House at 16th and uh, Pennsylvania, and you'll see us all there. There'll be a big crowd. Okay, and then uh, the and and then there will be uh, folks. There'll be a group of people, I assume. Or and is this open to anybody who wants to? Yes. Be arrested. Anybody. Everybody. You know, last time we had a very courageous uh, disability rights activist show up in his wheelchair from Towson, Maryland, um, uh, who just came on his own. And we were there, and the banner was a little bit raggedy at the end because there weren't, you know, there wasn't somebody holding the very end, and he just rolled up in his wheelchair, you know, locked it, grabbed the end, and held that banner strong. You know, like, we need everybody to come however they come. Um, you know, please, uh, this is a, a moment. It is a critical moment. That's why. And, and, Pastors have been traveling up repeatedly from Georgia and from Ohio and all these places where their voting rights are under attack. Yeah. People in the DMV, uh, you know, we need, uh, quite frankly, to be standing up for ourselves, but also for folks across this. Country. Yeah. And, and if you're not in the DMV and you're listening to the show, you still got time to get in the car and make your way here. <laughs> so I'm. Well, I mean, and, and let's be real, let's be real clear. Right? People say, well, you know, our voting rights are OK. It's like. Well, D.C. needs statehood, Thank and you. in Virginia, the Republicans just took over everything, and you best believe that voter suppression bills are coming there soon. And, and you know, uh, and let me—you brought something, Ben Jealous, to my attention, and I, I want to share this. When you mentioned the uh, individual who was in a wheelchair, disability, these, these uh, voter suppression uh, laws that they're trying to introduce uh, impact people with disability. Yes, and you know they, frankly, they, they go ahead. I'm, yeah, no, I mean they they impact people with with uh, disabilities. They end up, you know, they impact people of color disproportionately. They end up they impact poor people. Sorry, they impact poor people of all colors. One of the biggest group that's impacted that nobody's talking about is poor white people, you know, who have the same issues with jobs, you know, who you know often live adjacent to you know poor black folks, if not in the same in the same communities. Uh, and they're being impacted too. Poor white women uh, who work, you know, two jobs taking care of kids, their voting rights are being impacted too. Uh, and and by the way, that's always been the case. You know, if you go back to when you know, my uh, grandmother turned 105 this week, she's the oldest member of Delta Sigma Theta in wow. the country. And, and her grandfather was born into slavery and served in the Virginia legislature, one of the last black 
during Reconstruction, and he had to live through watching his peers vote to suppress the votes of his constituents so men like him would never serve again. And when they did that in 1902 in Virginia, and they pushed through five voter suppression constitutional amendments in that state, then Senator Glass said plainly this was going to hurt a whole lot of white people. He said, but it'll hurt more blacks, and it will, uh, and, and it will empower us to um, reestablish, he said, reestablish white supremacy as the law of the land in every county in Virginia. And so the comfort of white supremacists with suppressing thousands of white voters uh, is something that we never talk about. And yet they've always been very clear mm-hmm. that they're very comfortable suppressing everybody's vote as long as they can suppress more black votes. Yeah. And I go back to the disability people. Let me go back one more time to the disability piece and so that folks can understand the connection. One of the things they did in, I forget it. I don't know if it was Georgia, but there was a state where, remember, you could not drive up and have somebody come out with the ballot. And the folks who were driving up were people with disabilities. Who, no, had, and that's the thing, right? I mean, it is absolutely un-American. Yeah. It and, is absolutely un-American to make it hard for somebody who has a disability thank you. to vote. Uh, uh, yeah, and so you couldn't, you know, so they, they, they tried to pass, a, and they, and I think in one city or county, they did that. Oh, no, uh, you got to come in and vote. Yeah. And, and so... You know, this is and veterans with disabilities. Uh, this is all. This is why don't just look at just black folk, although it impacts us disproportionately. And that's what Ben Jealous is saying. But this is where all of us ought to be showing up because and, and, and this is what is expected tomorrow. So, again, it's uh, tomorrow. Everybody's going to start gathering at 10 a.m., 16th and K, that's where the that's the Black Lives Plaza, and then making their way uh, just a couple of blocks to the White House. To the White House, yeah, straight down 16th Street. Okay, yeah, straight down 16th Street. All yep. right, uh, thank you, Ben. And and I'll I I'm not may not we get off at 10, may not make it there at 10, but I'll I'll get there. <laughs> well, just call me when you're getting close, man, because you are our <laughs> hero right. in this moment, brother. All right, thank you, we'll, we'll, and thank you for coming on. And by the way, we're right, going to be you. talking to Melanie Campbell uh, later on today, too. Ah, uh, and, and that's next, my sister. Yeah, in the next hour, because the, the next week. Uh, there. See, this is where everybody can do something. Appreciate it. Get on up. Everybody right there. Get into it. Everybody right there. Get involved. Everybody you. Every everybody, get on up, get over it, get into it, get involved. Melanie Campbell has been involved. She served 25 years and is now, uh, again, the president of the and CEO of the National Coalition of Black Civic Participation, and uh, also convener of the Black Women's Roundtable, and recognized as one of the hardest working. Uh, civil servants in today's uh, civil rights movement, women's rights and and social uh, justice movement. Uh, and Melanie, thanks for coming on this morning. Talk about, if you if you yeah, will, we'll, we'll, your upcoming act, your plans demanding the passage of the uh, Voting Rights Act. I, I believe, uh, and I, it's a good looking uh, website. And there's 
all inform- the information there, and I'll lead people to it. But let me hear from you first. Well, can I just say first, thank you, Joe. It's good to, 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 to be here with you, and thank you for what you're doing for voting rights right now, right? You, you, it was a, it was a boost of energy, and I thank you for the, for your sacrifice and your leadership all these years. You know, you didn't just get involved in voting rights uh, for sure, and so I thank you for what you're doing with your hunger strike and just being there uh, for our people and for these generations, as you have stated eloquently, um, doing it for your, you know, for your grandkids and doing it for my my nieces and nephews. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but today, so, so Joe, for the last. Oh gosh, since July, since the first time that this um, Senate would not pass uh, at least uh, anything around voting rights, uh, which was the for the people that we have been, I've been partnered with National Council of Negro Women and several of our civil rights organizations and women's groups and just a coalition uh, of groups to really stay on uh, doing uh, peaceful protests, direct action. Um, rallies, meetings, whatever we uh, can do to advocate for passing voting rights uh, reform um, and and really trying to really push in that. And so we've been going and really focus on the, the Senate because um, and calling for reform uh, of the filibuster, which people, you know, they're getting in the weeds on that, but just changing the rules so we can get some real legislation passed uh, because our voting rights are really – uh, under uh, under threat, the democracy's in under threat, and we we don't have any more time to waste. So we're going back to to Capitol Hill. We're doing a freedom walk uh, for voting rights, but also economic justice. We're asking and demanding that they pass the Build Back Better Act. Um, so we're going to be out there uh, uh, walking from uh, the Dorothy Height Building, the National Council of Negro Women, because it's Black women. Uh, groups that came together. We have this thing called Black Women and Allies. So it's our brothers, it's our sisters, it's white, black, all kinds of uh, faith religions, all kinds of groups that have been um, part of our coalition work together, just pushing for this, for that message, pushing for the Senate to, to do its job. The House has passed the legislation. <laughs> the John Lewis Voting Rights Restoration Act. We urgently need that so we can protect our right to vote. We need the Freedom uh, to Vote Act passed because you've had all these states that have passed these really horrible voter suppression laws. And so when we go to vote in 2022, if these laws that are on the books in, in 19 states right now stand, not just will it be hard for us to vote, Joe, it's going to be that we somebody else can decide, I don't like the results. They can change who mm-hmm. counts the vote. Yeah, I mentioned that. a whole that. other right. level. Right. So we're just pushing out there uh, from our perch to just keep pushing and fighting till we get till we win. And we don't have any choice but to win. What will be the—walk uh, me through your dates, where you want people to show up. You mentioned Dorothy okay. Heights, uh, the building there. That's at the corner— uh, of uh, what is it? Uh, the 7th and Pennsylvania Avenue. 7th and Pennsylvania we'll right Avenue. Right there. Right. Yes. Right. Um, and uh, we have a, a, a rally uh, starting there um, and, and at, at 1130. Uh, the, mar- the, the, the Freedom Walk starts at 1 o'clock. So people in, in from NCNW is providing lunch for those uh, till we run out, right, um, for folks who want to come during their lunch break. And we're going to walk uh, at one up to the Supreme Court. The other, well, we call it the 
the other scene of the crime. And we've been staying at that Supreme Court as well because we know they haven't protected our rights either. What so date we are we there? What date are uh, you talking about? What's the today. date? Today. 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 Oh, okay. Today we're doing the Freedom Walk for voting rights and economic justice. Uh, we're calling for voting rights reform, and for those uh, who are in the D.C. metro area or from D.C., we're pushing D.C. statehood as well. Um, and so we are. Um, I'm actually expecting uh, Mayor Bowser to come uh, uh, through. Um, we have um, uh, Mark Moriel from National Urban League and in, uh, uh, Derek Johnson from in, in AACP, folks from labor, faith, and the like. Young people, a lot of young people are out there with us, Joe, and have been out there. Some of them have been going to jail with us. And so, they, so they've been showing up uh, with our Black Youth Vote. So it's just it's really just um, uh, an effort to to – bring unity to the cause and be a, 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 a voice for change and demand that the people we help get elected. Because at the end of the day, the Democrats could pass voting rights if they just change one rule. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, uh, Melanie Campbell is uh, is president and CEO of the National Coalition on Black Civic Participation. Uh, are you seeing... An increase and a level of enthusiasm, increased enthusiasm uh, for this effort. Uh, yes, and 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 we've been and and there's a lot we're doing our part. You've got a lot of other organizations doing it, and we've been all trying to work together and support. So we built and we did a summer of activism. A lot of our organizations did, and we and we had to go right into the fall and keep pushing, and and we know. Uh, I feel we're making a difference, but we got to get it across the finish line. We need more people to get involved to make the demands. And if they can't come, Joe, if it's okay, they can call their senators and and either thank them for supporting or uh, demand whether they're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, that they need to do the right thing and pass uh, voting rights reform. They could do it right now. They could do it today. Yeah, that and here. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had been jealous on. Uh, a couple of hours ago, and um, you know, he said the same thing. Everybody, this really can be done uh, immediately, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, and but you got to make them do it. You really yeah. have to to make them do it. So just so that people, you mentioned organizations that are involved with the coalition. So there's NACP, there's the Urban League. Urban League. Go ahead. April Randolph Institute. Um, we got the uh, Jewish Women's Committee. We've got um, uh, SEIU. We've got, um, of course, National Council of Negro Women. We've got um, our sororities. Uh, we've uh, got the 100 Black Men. It's just a, a coalition of, 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 of groups. And then we got people coming from, from several states that have had these laws, these uh, horrible laws passed from Georgia and Florida um, and um, Alabama. Uh, and as well as uh, other states where they're still trying to do crazy things like Michigan. So and so every time we have a, a direct action, there are people there from the states. Right. Um, we've got women's groups like Moms Rising, some of the white women's groups like that, um, the uh, National Domestic Workers Alliance, uh, Democracy Initiative, and just on and on and on. And so what we've been doing is just building those coalitions and supporting, like you mentioned, uh, my brother Ben, they, I think they got something tomorrow. Reverend Barber had something 
uh, yesterday, right, in, uh, in from Poor People's Campaign. So it is about uh, – it's, 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 we're at that point now where we have to ele- elevate this movement yeah. to really move. And so what you're doing, again, I thank you because what you're doing is helping just keep pushing it to another level. And, we, and you're right. We have to make them. Politicians, many times, we have to make them. And this right. is one of those times. Yeah, whether they're Democrat or Republican, friend, or, Republican. Or, or as I like to say, friend or foe. Yeah, uh, right. right. Yeah, no. And yeah. we can't let the Republicans off the hook. All right. A lot oh, of these, no. states, these senators have to run next year, and it's a lot of black people in their state. Yeah, 21, 21 Republican senators up this time. Uh, their mm-hmm. seats are up. Uh, finally, let let let's go back. Uh, so I, I, you know, uh, so it, it's give me the time frame today, uh, okay. because uh, so that people can can uh, adjust their schedule like I'm going to have to adjust mine but <laughs> give, give me give them the time frame uh, that, that okay, today meet us, uh, meet us for a rally at 11:30 at 6:33 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest right 7th in Pennsylvania right there outside uh, at the National Council of Negro Women headquarters if you can't make the rally meet, meet us for the freedom walk it starts at one o'clock at that same location. And we're going to walk there to the Supreme Court where we will have a speak out uh, on that end as well. So we're going to be out there from 1130 to three o'clock, about three o'clock. OK, 1130, three o'clock. Okay. And there's more. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, as I, you know, you know, I know this and I know you know this as you. And matter of fact, you told me this yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you told the young people uh, protesting is not seasonal. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> it's not it, it is not seasonal, seasonal. yeah yes. okay well thank you melanie i'm glad thank, thank you. you and i'll let you go so you can get going and okay. and get everything Appreciate organized thank you very okay. much and they can go to blackwomentakeaction.org it's all about fast talking it was too fast no we'll put blackwomentakeaction.org. this up on, no okay. problem we'll get it up on our uh social media we'll take okay. care of thank that you. yeah okay. all right thank you I'm going to go right to our guest, uh, James R. Clapper, uh, former national director of intelligence during the Obama administration, retired Air Force uh, lieutenant general. Uh, And thank you, first of all, for coming on the Madison show again. Uh, uh, General Clapper, let let me ask you this. Why uh, explain uh, why uh, you did this essay? Uh, saying that uh, voting rights is an issue of national security. Well, thanks, uh, Joe, for having me first. Um, uh, General Mike Hayden and I uh, were two of about 100 or so former uh, senior uh, national security uh, officials who signed up uh, to a letter, open letter, mainly to the Congress, and what we were trying to uh, emphasize was the national security implications of assaults on our democracy. And the point being that that weakens us in the eyes of other countries, notably our adversaries, who then exploit that to their advantage. So when we have um, things like the um, so-called audit in Arizona and other uh, states where the right to vote is being questioned or suppressed, 
that actually serves to the benefit of foreign countries. So that that's the point of uh, the impact on our national security. How does uh, how do our adversaries use that uh, to their advantage? In other words, what do they do? Well, just as the Russians, as we saw the Russians uh, in the election of uh, 2016, and one of the things that the Russians did, and unfortunately successfully, was to suppress the vote using um, social media by casting doubt on whether someone's vote would even be counted. Well, if you that repeated, you know, thousands of times over, can really have an impact on on the outcome of the election. And so, uh, and more broadly, what the Russians did in 2016 was to to sow doubt, discord, and distrust in this country, and they succeeded beyond their, their wildest dreams. They had messages for everybody, but the point was to exploit that divisiveness. And unfortunately, we're a pretty ripe target for them. And and we're a ripe target because of 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 we're, we're the failure to for the Senate to uh, uh, pass voting rights, a uh, voting protection legislation. And are, do you have a concern that you appear too partisan, or do you care? <laughs> That's the other question. Well, uh, no, I don't think that—I uh, don't believe the uh, the letter, the op-ed piece that uh, General Hayden and I wrote uh, is partisan at all. This is—voting in this country is fundamental to our democracy, and it doesn't matter— what your political persuasion is, that should be fundamental a fundamental right yeah, yeah. for everybody. That that's not a partisan consideration. Yeah, and you may not, you may or may not know. I've started a hunger strike, uh, and and my my position rhetorically is what you just said that just as food is essential to sustain life. Uh, voting is essential, you would agree, to sustain democracy. I certainly would. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I I admire your uh, adherence to principle, Joe. Thank you. Um, And and so, uh, and and, and I, I know you mentioned Russia. And finally, let me ask this. Are there other countries, like is China another country that might exploit this? Are there other countries out there that we don't often, that don't often make the news that might exploit this? Well, I think um, the other countries will do so for their, for their own reasons, their own agendas. I, I think the arch adversary with respect to uh, attacking our very democracy is, is Russia. And the reason for that there's a couple of things one russia led by putin fears democracy that's not something they want in their in their own country and putin sees this you know everything for him is zero sum so to the extent that he weakens uh, our fundamental institutions such as voting in his mind that strengthens him and compensates for other weaknesses that russia has now, General Clapp, I, I and this may seem like a naive question. You say that Russia, for example, fears democracy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. 
it, Russia is is or is not a communist country anymore or a socialist country anymore. What is it? Well, it's pretty much uh, a personal thing. You know, uh, Putin is, it's, it's the, if you want to call it that, the ideology of Putin is what really, uh, or to use the proper Russian, Putin. And he is, uh, it's all about him. And he makes, you know, all the major decisions. And what he is most concerned about is preserving his place, his status, and and the wealth he derives from running Russia. So his objective is, is above all, to protect himself and, and a small group of oligarchs that that run, run the country. So the notion of... of Freedom, genuine freedom, genuine voting in uh, Russia, where increasingly Putin is is less and less popular. Uh, that's why he doesn't like, he, and he's opposed to our form of government, which wow. itself is under assault. Which, of course, he that that pleases him when he sees weakness in our system. All right, General Clapper, appreciate you coming on. Your last comments. And then these are my thoughts. I I don't want to certainly don't want to put any thoughts in your. I don't want people to misunderstand. But I I will say what you just described seems like what Donald Trump is trying to do, and that's me talking. I don't don't dare want to confuse. Well, I think I think you make a good point here. I mean, there is a general trend around the world towards favoring uh, authoritarian forms of government and authoritarians and certainly uh donald trump is has has that tendency towards authoritarianism so in that sense uh he and putin have something in common all right thank you for coming on have a great morning be safe thank you general clapper thank you thanks for having me joe you're welcome You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.